Erev Tov, everybody. Welcome to our Thursday night Parashat Shavua class. We are starting once again the Sefer Torah. Tonight we are starting Parashat Bereshit Tava. Wonderful opportunity. How grateful and thankful we are that we are that we have the privilege to get to delve deep into the Holy Torah one more time for another year, as we do every single time. The cycle revolves and goes around and around, and uh, we have to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for this opportunity to constantly seek new ways to expound the holy words of the Torah. Parashat Bereshit is no secret that it's one of the more profound, if not the most profound, parashat in the entire Torah. One can spend years of his life just studying the first pasuk, let alone the first paragraph, let alone the first paragraph, and of course, the entire parashat. There is just a wealth of information here that one can dive into. And uh, what I want to speak about tonight uh, has to do, of course, with the story of the Etzadat, the Tree of Knowledge, which branches out into so much of our history. But more specifically, I want to speak about the response of Adam HaRishon. Adam HaRishon eats from the Tree of Knowledge, and Akados Baruch Hu rebukes him. And Adam's response is one that requires a lot of explanation, a lot of clarification. And I hope tonight to go through some of the beautiful sources we have in this response, in this part of the story, and can shed some light, hopefully, where we can um, improve our own ways, our own service of Akados Baruch Hu, and um, learn. Uh, some of the amazing pirushim that are connected to this story. So what did Adam respond when God rebuked him for eating from the tree? The Torah tells us in Peregimel Pasuk Yudbet, Vayomer ha'adam ha'isha asher natata imadi hi natna li min Man said, God, it's not my fault. The woman whom you gave to be with me, she's the one that gave me to eat from the tree, and I ate. So he blames it on Chava. He blames it on his wife. And Rashi here says, Kan kafar betova. This statement demonstrates that Adam Arishon was ungrateful for the kindness that HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed him. We find this elaborated in Masechet Avodah Zarah where the Gemara says, Amar lahen Moshe Israel. Moshe told the Jewish people after they complained about the man, tova tova. Ingrates, the sons of, ingr- of the ingrates. You are ingrates, the Jewish people, because you said, that you are disgusted with this bread from the sky, the, the, that... that has the ability to to uh, uh, that causes kilkul, most destruction. You are ingrates because you don't appreciate the man, and you are children of ingrates. Because you descend from Adam Arishon, you you descend from Adam who complained to Akadosh Baruch Hu that it was your fault for giving me this woman who caused me to eat. From 
this tree. That lack of appreciation for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's favor. Rashi explains the word Asher Natata Imadi that you gave me Lashon Ganaihu. It is a uh, impudent remark. It is a, a, a derogatory remark. He's blaming his sin and his shortcoming on Akadosh Baruch Hu's gift that he had given him. What gift? The woman that he'd given him to assist him and to be his companion. This entire scenario is very difficult to comprehend. Number one, in truth, concerning Chava, the first woman, the Pasuk explicitly states, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, It is not good that man be alone. I'm going to make a helper against him. And that helper is the wife. So yet, Adam's claim that the woman had offered him the fruit to eat was truthful wasn't lying. This is what actually happened. So why do our Chachamim accuse Adam of being ungrate, uh, ungrateful based on his remark? Question number one. If indeed this is what happened. Question number two. We know that the words of HaKadosh Baruch Hu are accurate and true. So how are we to understand the term I'm going to make him a helper against him. In reality, not only did Chava not help him, she accomplished just the opposite. She caused his downfall in the matter of the Eitzadat. So there are two major questions here that we need to solve. The truth of the matter is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's statement describing the nature of the creation of Chava, the woman, requires some understanding. I will make a helper against him. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created woman with the characteristics and abilities to assist her husband to be Aizer, to be an assistant to him. Yet, the description Ezer Kenegdo contains two contradictory terms. It's an oxymoron. One who is a helper cannot be against him. So what is Ezer and Negdo? How does that work? So HaKadosh Baruch Hu was hinting to Adam Arishon a very important message about life, and that is brought down by Rashi, who notices this uh, oxymoron. And he says, Rashi explains, Zacha Ezer, lo zacha If a man is fortunate, if a man is zoche um, uh, to the good, then he will be, th- this woman will be an Ezer. She will be a helper. However, if he is not fortunate, lo zacha, she will be kenegdo. She will be against him, an adversary. So the term ezer indicates that she's meant to help man. Help man accomplish the goals that he seeks out to accomplish and desire. So when HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells him, ezer lo ezer kenegdo, I'm going to make him a helper against him. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is conveying the message that the reality and the outcome depend on man alone. Depends solely on you, Adam, or on future males. If a man strives to complete the will of God, if a man strives to engage in Torah study and serve Hashem, perform avodat Hashem and mitzvot, then his wife is going to be an Ezer. His wife will assist him to serve God. 
If, however, he does not endeavor to study Torah and to serve God, not only will she not be an Ezer, but she will in fact be a Kenegdo. She will go against him, opposing him, leading him to his failure, God forbid. And on this, the Gemara Masechet Sanhedrin quotes a pasuk in Mishlei, Chochmot Nashim Banta Beita, that the, 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 the wisdom of the women are able to build a home. Zo Ishto Shel On Ben Pelet. This is the wife of On Ben Pelet, who convinced On, the wife of On Ben Pelet convinced her husband On not to uh, follow the, <coughs> the, the, not to follow the um, the path of Korach and his cohorts, but rather to stay away, to believe and trust in Moshe. And On Ben Pelet, who originally set out to be with Korach, chose to leave Korach. And On Ben Pelet was unscathed. He was not punished. However, the wife of Korach was the opposite. The wife of Korach was pushing him. Go, fight Moshe. Rebel against him. Show him who's boss. You deserve more honor, so on and so forth. And we know what happened to Korach in the end. All because his wife was pushing him to continue and to continue. Hence, we could draw the following understanding and conclusion from this. Since the first woman, Chavam, Adam's Ezer Kenegdo, not only did she not help Adam, but actually caused him to sin with the Etzadat, it's clear that Adam was not Zocheh. He didn't do what he was supposed to do. It's Rashi, like Rashi said, Lo Zacha, because she was a Kenegdo. Had he stood firm, had he um, adhered uh, uh, to what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted him to do, and warned his wife, we are not touching from this tree, then he would have accomplished two things. One, he would have resisted his wife's advice and avoided the sin. And B, he would have prepared her ahead of time and, and, and advised her not to take seek counsel with the Nahash, with the serpent, not to fall into his trap. But Adam Arishon, as we know, he himself fell in as prey to the Yetzer Hara, and he desi- by desiring to take to partake from the fruit of the Etzadat. And as a result, his wife was transformed from Aezer into a Kenegdo, which precipitated his downfall. Even so, Adam did not accept responsibility for what happened. As we quoted, uh, as, as, as we said in the Pasuk, instead, he tried defending himself. And he tells HaKadosh Baruch Hu, It wasn't my fault. It's your fault, God. You're the one who gave me this woman. She caused me to sin and to fail. That's why the Chachamim come to the conclusion that Adam HaRishon was ungrateful. This remark of Adam HaRishon demonstrated that he was ungrateful and unappreciative to God. I read a beautiful Hidush. After failing in the matter of the Eitz Adat, HaKadosh Baruch Hu rebukes Adam HaRishon and he, and he tells him what his punishment is going to be. And he tells him, Uladam, to Adam he said, Ki lekol ishtecha, Because you listened to the voice of your wife, mimenu, And you ate from the tree that I commanded you not to eat. Then, cursed is the land, is the ground because of you. Through suffering shall you eat of it all the days of your life. Adam is rebuked for not listening to the words of his wife. 
That's what it's. That's what the, that's what Hashem tells him. Ki shamata lekol ishtecha, because you listen to the words of your wife. That's surprising. Think of it. The, the, the sin was that Adam violated the words of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It was God's command that he violated. The Pasuk should have said, because you did not hear my voice, that's why I am cursing the ground and you're going to have to work for your Parnassah. So what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is teaching us here is a vital lesson, teaching Adam a vital lesson. Man is meant to be the influential force. Man is the one who is supposed to be the mashpia, as we're going to see. Woman is supposed to be the receiver of the influence, the nishpa, the one who receives the beracha. Uh, Adam neglected this wisdom and he reversed the roles. He acted as the receiver and he was influenced from his wife. And as a result, one offense led to another and you partook in something that I forbade you to partake, to partake in. And this all happened because you followed your wife's advice. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu was saying. Kishamata lekol ishtecha. You listened to your wife's advice when you should have been the one dictating what was going to happen. And as a result, you then ate from the tree that I told you not, not to eat. And uh, not to eat from. So therefore, even the minor transgressions, we have to be wary from in order to remain true to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Gemara in Masechet Kiddushin tells us that only men are obligated in the mitzvah of limud Torah, of learning Torah. Women are not obligated. Although it's great for women to learn Torah, but they don't have a chiyuv, they don't have an obligation. This is derived from the pasuk that we say in Shema Yisrael, that we have the obligation to teach our sons Torah, but not our daughters. Because since women are free from the obligation, it's mandatory that the, that the, uh, the husband has to let his daughters and wife know what to do. Women on their own don't have to study Torah. So therefore it's the husband's responsibility to go and teach his wife, instruct her the ways of the Torah. She can't remain a, 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 a ma'aret. She has to be knowledgeable. And when a husband does so and teaches his wife and his daughters the way of the Torah, by doing so, he will ensure that she acts in accordance with the Torah laws and precepts. This is how HaKadosh Baruch Hu created man. Man was meant to be the mashbia, the influence to influence his wife with Torah knowledge. The woman, she was meant to be the mekabel, to receive, or the mekabelet, to receive the influence and learn to act accordingly. Had Adam and Chava observed this idea, then they would have not, they wouldn't have fallen into the trap of the Nahash, and they wouldn't have eaten from the Etzadat. Adam would have would have seen fit to teach his wife ahead of time to resist the temptations of the Nahash and the and his deception and, and not to even speak with the Nahash. In truth, this is how we refer to our own uh, building tools, right? We have a male tool. And we have a female tool when you're building things, the male and the female. The male is the one that protrudes, the one that is mashpia, that goes out. And the female is the one that has the receptacle that's able to receive things. And so too, the, the, the biological configuration of a man and a woman is like that. The, the male, again, protrudes, pushes things out, and the woman is what accepts. So this concept is even given when it comes to teaching and making decisions. The man is the... Mashpia and the woman is the Mekabel. But Adam made a mistake. 
rather than act as the mashpia, teaching his wife to follow the Torah commandments, he became a mekabel. He became the receiver. He followed her advice concerning the interaction <clears throat> with the outside world. And that violated the basic premise of creation. One avera led to another avera. Not only did he fail to influence his wife with Torah knowledge, teaching her how to overcome the, the Nachash's persuasive ways, but also he was, he actually influenced, he was influenced by her words to eat from the Etzadat. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu rebuked Adam Arishon on two counts. One, you followed your wife's advice, Ki shamata lekol ishtecha. You, you, you did not adopt the your intended role as the mashpia, as the giver, but rather you became the receiver. And as a result of that minor indiscretion, then, your second problem is that you partook in the forbidden fruit, which was contrary to my command. Now, we can appreciate why Achachamim classified Adam's response or his remark to God as a sign of ungratefulness. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the woman in the, for the whole purpose that she be an ezer, that she be a helper to man, to assist him in Avodat Hashem. Had he elected to wage battle with the Nahash, then she would have helped him in that battle. They would have worked together together to defeat the Nahash, the serpent, and there would have been no Yetzirah, there would have been no death in this world, the, the, the Mashiach would have come, it would have been amazing. But he fell prey to the Yetzirah, uh, at least in thought, and therefore the opposite came through. Lo kenegdo. She fulfilled a different role causing him to fail as well in the matter of the etzadat. And despite his failure, he had the audacity to argue with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's the woman that you gave me, she's the one that told me to eat. And that's why HaChachamim concluded that Adam was ungrateful. Beautiful Hidush. There's a Gemara Masechet Brachot that we can use to continue this idea. The Gemara says in Daf Yudzayin Amur Amar lei Rav le Rav said to Rav Chia, asked him a question. Nashim b'may zechayan. By what means do women accrue zechuyot, merit? And he answered him by three things. By bringing your children, by bringing their children to the Bet Knesset to study Torah. Two, by sending their husbands to the Bet Midrash to study, and three, for waiting for their husbands to come home from the Bet Midrash. Those three things is how they gain merit. And the Mefarshim on this Gemara are really, really at odds uh, uh, by, by the Gemara's question. By what means do women accrue merit? Women perform many mitzvot. Women perform a lot of ma'asim tovim and good deeds. They're obligated in many mitzvot said that we have that are not uh, time, that are not bound by, by time. They're obligated in all the mitzvot of lotase, all the negative mitzvot. There are mitzvot that only apply to women. So what exactly is the Gemara here asking with what mitzvot do they get merit from? So one of the more famous answers to this question was by the Yarot Devash. And he says that you have to interpret the word merit in a different way. We say on the Haggadah Shel Pesach, it's actually also found in the Masechet Brachot, the Mishnah, Amar Rebi Elazar ben Azariah, Hare Ani ben Keben Shivim Shana, I'm like a 70-year-old man, Velo Zachiti 
And I did not merit to convince my colleagues that Yetziat Mitzrayim should be mentioned at night. And the Rabbi Mibartenura commentary on the Mishnah explains that the word Velo Zachiti means that he did not prevail over the other Chachamim. So similarly here, in this Gemara, one cannot prevail. With the meaning of Zachiti could be to prevail. A person cannot prevail over the Yetzir Hara except by means of Torah study. Gemara Masechah Kiddushin says, Barati Yetzir Hara, Barati Lo Torah Tavlin. God said to the Jewish people, I created the evil inclination and I created the Torah as the antidote. You want to defeat the Yetzirah, you have to study Torah. So now, if this is true, that the only way I could defeat the Yetzirah is to study Torah, women are not obligated to study Torah. They don't have an obligation to study. So therefore, women seemingly are defenseless against the Yetzirah because they're not commanded to study. So this is what Rav asked Rabbi Chia in the Gemara. By what means do the women accrue merit? The question is not what merit do they possess. Women perform hundreds of mitzvot. But what enables them to prevail over the Yetzirah in the absence of Torah study? Now that they're not obligated to study Torah. To which Rabbi Chia responded three things bringing their children to synagogue, sending their husbands to the Bet Midrash, and waiting for their husbands to return. In other words, the merit of the women uh, assisting and enabling their sons to go study, and enabling their husbands to go study, they share in the credit of that Limud Torah. So much so, that it's considered as if they themselves engaged in Limud Torah and Torah study, and provided them with the necessary power to overcome and defeat the Yetzir Haram. And now, what we learn until now is unbelievable. Adam Harishon's sin and ultimate downfall came from the fact because he acted as the Mashpia rather than the Mekabel. He was influenced rather than the influencer. And had he influenced her with his Torah, and teaching her the proper ways. And she accepted that influence. Had he done that, she would have been able to withstand the persuasions of the Nahash because of the merit and the power of the Torah that she was that she now had by being taught by Adam. But by not influencing Chava with his Torah and instead being influenced by her, they revealed that she didn't submit to the force of the Torah. She didn't have any power with her. As a, that was a, as a consequence. What did she have? She had no koch to defeat the Yetzirah, to subdue that destructive force of the, of the Nachash. And therefore, therefore, this Gemara in Masech Brachot makes so much sense. Now we have the, a, a beautiful Chidush in this, uh, in Rav's question to Rabbi Chia, Nashim by what means do women accrue merit? The Arizal explains that every person on earth, every Jew, every male and female Jew, have an obligation to be metaken, to make amends for their sin in the etzadat, for the sin of Adam Chava by eating from the tree. Because all the male neshamot, all the male souls were included in Adam's being. We were all part, our soul is a, from a little speck of Adam Arishon's soul. And all the female neshamot were included in Chavaz being, when they partook in the Etzadat. So we have to be, we have to fix that, we have to rectify that.
And that's why the Midrash writes that there were three specific mitzvot that were given to ladies. And we know them. Nida, Chala, and Hadlakat Haner. The three mitzvot that we mentioned in the Mishnayot of Bamem Adlikin. Women were, were given the mitzvah of Nidam because they caused the spilling of Adam HaRishon's blood. So as a result, they have, they have now Nidan, they have to take care of, of, of family purity. They, the woman was given the mitzvah of Hala because she corrupted Adam HaRishon who represented the final stage in the preparation for the Parnassah, world sustenance for consumption. And, uh, and that's why she has to be, she has to make challah, she has to separate challah. Last but not least, she was given the mitzvah of Hadlakat Nerot, Ner Shabbat, because through the lighting of the candles of Shabbat, she makes amends for extinguishing Adam HaRishon's Neshama. By, and that, she does that by relighting the Shabbat candles. So now Rav's question to Rav Chia is how are women able to rectify the fact that Chava caused Adam Arishon downfall by giving him to eat from the Etzadat? How can the women fix? How can they perform their Tikkun? And the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says three things. One, uh, his response, three things. One, you send your children to learn Torah. Two, you send your husbands even to distant places to study. And three, they wait for their husbands to return from their studies. They prove beyond the shadow of a doubt with all these three things that the woman desires to be the mekabel, the mekabelet, the receiver. They demonstrate that they want to learn from their husbands the ways of the Torah. They don't strive to act in the role of the maspia. Because when the roles are reversed, that what brings the downfall. And in this manner, they are able to be metaken, to rectify their part, uh, each person's part. The women are able to rectify Chavaz's part in the sin, and the men in uh, Adam's part of the sin. The men need to be the mashpia, and the woman the mekabelet. <clears throat> it was bad enough that Adam Arishon openly rebelled against God by violating the commandment to, not to eat from the etzadat. Nevertheless, the Chachamim found it necessary to stress that he was in truth an ingrate, based on the what he responded. The woman who you gave to me to be with, she's the one that gave me to eat from the tree and I ate. What is a practical uh, lesson to be learned from the additional fact that he displayed a lack of appreciation concerning that woman that HaKadosh Baruch Hu provided for him. We are taught in the Ten Commandments that when B'nai Israel heard the Ten Commandments, the first commandment is, It's really a statement. It is a mitzvah, but it's a statement where God says, I am Hashem, your God, who took you out of the land of Egypt. And Rashi famously on this pasuk writes, for the mere fact that God took us out of Egypt, we are forever indebted to Him. With that first commandment, God conveys a vital principle in life. A Jew's obligation to observe all of the Torah and its mitzvot 
stems from our debt of gratitude to God for taking us out of Egypt. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent a similar message with the prophet Yeshayahu when he said, This people which I fashioned for myself that they might declare my praise. And Rashi there on the Pasuk says that God created B'nai Israel to speak of his praise. The purpose of creation is for the Jewish people to spread the praise of Hashem. And by doing so, we express our gratitude and our recognition of all the favor that He has shown us throughout history, and all the mercy and the kindness He has given us and showered upon, uh, showered upon us. Occasionally, a person performs an act in which he initially thinks is a mitzvah, is a good act. Uh, but then he is bothered by doubts, and he's not sure. Maybe what I did was in fact the opposite. Maybe it was an avera. Chachamim tell us that there's a test a person can take to know. Look at the consequences. Look at the events that resulted from the said act. If they're positive, it's a sign that what you did was a mitzvah because it produced positive fruit. Mitzvah, goreret mitzvah. One mitzvah leads to another one. But if the consequences are negative, if the consequences is something that is looked down upon, then maybe it's a sign that the initial act was not really a mitzvah, but an avera. And therefore, avera goreret avera. Based on this idea, <clears throat> we can maybe explain further the following. One of the questions that a person is going to be asked after 120 years, when he appears before the heavenly court, this is brought down Masechet Shabbat, is hevanta davar mitoch davar. Did you infer one thing from another? Because since the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, often blinds us from the truth, and he wants us to to uh, he wants a person to believe that the avera he is performing is actually a mitzvah. The heavenly court asked a person, "Did you infer one thing from another? Did you examine the consequences of your action to test?" Your, the true nature of your first action, if it was truly a mitzvah, other mitzvot and other positive things would have come out of it. It would have been positive fruit. But if it was an avera, another avera would have followed. So therefore, if really indeed an avera followed your action, you should have learned from the experience, hevanta davar mitoch davar. You should have learned from the experience not to perform that act again. So now how do we apply this idea to what Adam HaRishon did? HaKadosh Baruch Hu placed Adam HaRishon in Gan Eden. And he placed him in control of all creation. The Pasuk in Tehilim writes, Tamshileu b'masi yadecha korshata tachat raglav. You give him dominion over the work of your hands, David Amer says. Everything you place under his feet. Adam HaRishon was permitted to eat from every tree on earth, except for one. Except for one tree. Wherever you want to eat, you can eat. You cannot eat from one. The tree of knowledge. Because the day you eat from that, you will die. So when Adam Arishon rebelled against HaKadosh Baruch Hu by eating from that tree, he demonstrated a total lack of gratitude. And as a result... 
he was persuaded by the Nahasha Kadmoni that it was necessary for him. He lacked the gratitude. So the Nahash came to him and said, it's necessary for you to eat from this tree. And he gave him all the reasons in the world. Persuade him to say, no, no, this is a good thing. L'shem shamayim, you got to eat from this tree. He deceived him to make him believe falsely that the Etzadat represented, Achachamim tell us, the Kabbalah, that eating from this tree, you'll be able to reach the 50 gates of intuition. The Chamishim Sha'are Bina. And it was necessary to even sacrifice your life. Even it means death. Eat from the tree. So therefore, Achachamim tell us that we have to learn a vital lesson. That we have seen that through the actions of Damarishon remarked, The woman who you gave me, she gave me from the tree and eat. And that demonstrated a lack of gratitude. And therefore, it reflected back on the eating of the Etzadat, revealing that that act also displayed a lack of gratitude towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You know why? Because like we said, one Avera leads to another Avera. And by doing so, he displayed the lack of gratitude about the woman that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had created as his Ezer Kenegdo. And therefore, we take that message to heart. It's incumbent upon us to rectify this act of ingratitude, of, of kafui tova, by fulfilling all of Hashem's mitzvot. There's no better way to show Hashem how much we appreciate Him. There's no greater way to show our hakarata tov to God than fulfilling His mitzvot as a sign of our deep appreciation of all the favors, mercy, and kindness that He has shown to us. We'll look at this in one more way and then we'll conclude. The Gemara Baba Metziah writes concerning a husband's obligation to honor and respect his wife. The Gemara writes, Le'olam yehe adam zahir bichvod ishto. A man should always be careful to respect his wife. She'en beracha metzuya betoch beto shel adam ela bishvil ishto. Because blessing is only found in a person's home only because of his wife. In short, honor your wives so that you will become wealthy. So we have to explain and understand the connection between honoring a person's wife and wealth. What is the connection? What does it have to do with Adam and Chaba? First, we have to explain why Akadosh Baruch Hu punished Adam Arishon for the Etzadat by making him work for his for his sustenance and livelihood. We know that that's what his punishment was. You're going to sweat and you're going to have to plow the land. We're struck by a problem because when God commanded Adam Arishon not to eat from the tree, he said that he would be receiving the penalty of death. You're going to die if you eat from this tree. That's what he said. So, which indeed happened because Adam Arishon did die and he brought death to the world. The question is, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu also punish Adam regarding his livelihood? That was not part of the, the deal. So maybe we can say the following concerning Parnassah, concerning Beracha and rainfall. Rainfall is necessary to produce vegetation from the earth. Our parasha writes in the second parak, parasha, uh, in this week's parasha, V'chol siyach asadeh terem yeh ba'aretz, V'chol esev asadeh terem yitzmach. Any tree of the field was not yet on earth, any herb of the field had not yet sprouted. 
For Hashem, God, had not sent rain upon the earth and there was no man to work the soil. And Rashi explains, Why didn't God make it rain yet? He asks a question. Why didn't God make it rain yet? You know why? Because there was no man to work soil. And if there was no man to work soil, then there was no one who could be there present to recognize the goodness of the rain. To recognize how beneficial rain is. So when Adam came and he realized that rain is necessary for the world, he prayed for the rain and the rain came down. And that's when the trees and the vegetation sprouted. In other words, Hakados Baruch Hu does not allow trees to. Uh, Hakados, sorry, Hakados Baruch Hu does not allow rain to fall unless there's someone who recognizes and appreciates the great favor that the rain represents. And based on this, we can appreciate the fact that the Torah associates reward for mitzvot with rainfall, and punishment for averot with holding back rainfall. We say in Kiryat Shema every single day, If you're going to listen to mitzvot, What is the reward? I'm going to give you rain in its time. Good rain. Rain. Your, your vineyards and your fields will be sprouting with vegetation. And what happens if you don't? If God forbid you don't keep the mitzvot, then God will hold back the rain. And also we see this in Parashat Bechukotai. In Bechukotai Telechu, if you follow the mitzvot, I'm going to give you rain in its right time. Everything's going to be great. So what do we see? The observance of the mitzvot is what brings rain. Based on what we said before, we can make an amazing connection. We already said that the fact that we have to keep mitzvot stems from an obligation that we have to show our gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for taking us out of Egypt. Anochi Hashem Lokecha. Rashi said, it's because of that that we owe everything to God. And therefore, when we observe all the mitzvot and perform acts of kindness, it's clear that we recognize and show HaKadosh Baruch Hu gratitude for the rains and the vegetation. And therefore, the reward for the Torah observance is And therefore, if a person, conversely, fails to observe the tenets of the Torah and the mitzvot, then The rains only fall, Rabotai, on the condition that we express our debt of appreciation to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. By, and that debt of appreciation comes by fulfilling the mitzvot. We want rain, we want parnasah, we got to fulfill the mitzvot. Maybe that's why our rabbis tell us in Gemara, Gadol yom ha-geshamim ke yom shenitna bo Torah. A day on which rain falls is as momentous as the day that the Torah was given. It seems surprising at first glance. What do you mean? Just because it's raining outside? It's as great as the Torah was given? It's raining outside right now. So this is like ke yom atan Torah? How is, what's the connection? But based on what we said, it fits beautifully. The Torah was given to Bnei Israel so that they would fulfill the mitzvot and thereby express their hakarata tov, their gratitude to Akados Baruch Hu. And therefore, on the day that Akados Baruch Hu provides us with rain, in return for the Jewish people demonstrating that appreciation, the purpose and greatness of the Torah 
of the giving of the Torah is is realized. And now we can see the midah keneged midah that was that is contained in the punishment that Hakadosh Baruch Hu chose for Adam Harishon after he ate from the etzadat. Thorns and thistles shall it sprout to you, and you shall eat the herb from the field. By the sweat of your brow you shall eat bread. This was the punishment that Adam had to receive. This is not a new or additional punishment. It's just a consequence. It's a reflection of Adam's lowly state of being. His sin by eating the etz from the etzadat. His sin demonstrated that he failed to appreciate the kindness and favor that God performed on his behalf. And he confirmed this lack of gratitude. He confirmed this kafui tova by making that remark. The woman who you gave me, she's the one that caused me to eat. He gave you that woman to be your ezer. He gave you that woman to be your helper. And you chose not to recognize that. And therefore it's impossible for the rain to fall and produce vegetation from earth without effort on man's part. Because the rainfall is conditional. It requires that someone needs to be havakaratatov. It requires someone to recognize and appreciate God's greatness concerning this gift. Nevertheless, if man toils and he labors and he sweats, to plow the earth and plant and remove all the thorns and the thistles in order for him to eat bread, then he will learn to appreciate the blessing and the and, and the berachah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings. Then he will learn to express his gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for, for providing the rain, for allowing man to produce the grain. And this, this idea is basically what we say in Birkat Amazon, that bread is made from wheat. And according to one of the opinions of the Gemara, Adam Arishon's sin from the Yetzadat involved wheat. So therefore, after we eat bread, we say, Hazan et haolam kulo betuvo bechen bechesed uvrevach urachamim rabim hu noten lechem lechol basar. HaKadosh Baruch Hu nourishes the entire world with His goodness, with His grace, with His kindness, with His mercy. He provides bread for all mankind. And His kindness is forever. We express the fact that we recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu provides nourishment and parnasah, sustenance to all creatures because of His infinite compassion and kindness. And now we understand the statement of the Chachamim, the Gemara Masechet Ba'amitziah. Le'olam yehe adam zahir b'chvod ishto. A man should be very careful about his wife's honor. She'en beracha metzuya betoch beto shel adam ela b'shvid ishto because blessing found in a person's house only is on account of his wife. After all, the decree that man should have to toil for his livelihood, has to work for his parnasah, stems from the lack of gratitude displayed by Adam Arishon toward God. First, he violated a direct violation, a direct warning not to eat from the etzadat, and then he showed lack of appreciation concerning the woman that was provided for him as an Ezer Kenegdo. It's only fitting that the tikkun, the rectification for these sins, by, for, this, for these two sins by Adam, is to respect and to honor one's wife. By doing so, we convey to her that one appreciates her. We recognize the kindness that is being provided by her to us, to the males, as Ezer Kenegdo, as a helper. 
And all the more so, if not that, it's necessary for us to express our thanks and appreciation to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for fashioning, for making the woman precisely in this manner, so that she should act as an Ezek And this is what prompted Rava to tell the people of his town, Okiru Honor your wives so that you shall become wealthy. By honoring your wives, we demonstrate our appreciation and gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for giving us an Ezer Keregdo. And that serves as a tikkun for Adam's, Adam HaRishon's ingratitude towards God. And accordingly, if a person does so, Beracha will be found in such a person's house. Bezat Hashem, through the honor that we give to our spouses, to the, with the recognition and of, of and and gratitude that we display to Akados Baruch Hu through the learning of the Torah, to the performance of the mitzvot, whether you're obligated to, to learn Torah, such as the men, or you're like the women who have who send their children and their husbands to the Bet Knesset to pray and to study, through that will be Zoche, we will merit to all the wonderful things in life, to all the Berachan the world, and probably more importantly, we have the Kowach the ability, the force and power to overcome the Yetzirah once and for all. And we'll look forward to the days of the Mashiach when there will be no more death, when there will be a Bila Mavet Lanetzach, where we will live forever and ever without the Yetzirah enticing us to sin. Bezat Hashem, we should be zochet to many, many good things. Beracha, Hatzacha, Be Yeshua, Bimra, Have a wonderful night, everybody.